Hello, and welcome again to Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jordan. That's me. Also a kind of cohort. Yeah. Which is what it sounded like you were going to say. I think I was going to, I think I just sort of mixed co-host and Jordan, and I was just going to say co-horden, which uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but anyway, Jordan, today Co- we're going to talk about a video game called yes, a Capsule. very unusual video game. Yeah, yeah. Capsule Silence 24, I guess, technically, XXIV. Oh, um, wait, where's the, I'm good at Roman numerals. Yeah, it's, well, I know, I know no, XXIV yeah, 24. is 24. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, you think I don't know my Roman numerals? I don't know. Maybe you, you think I was that, born yesterday? That, that one week of, of elementary uh, third school? grade when they teach you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was there every week, all week. God, uh, you nerd. Yeah. But anyway, Capsule Silence 24 is uh, kind of an interesting game. It's sort of, I'm, I'm not really sure how we're going to broach this, but the well, game. Well, I think the first thing to say, I'll stop you right mm-hmm. there, is that this is another one of those games where. It is much more fun if you go into it one hundred percent blind. Oh, absolutely! So if you are if you are listening to this and you have not played the game and you want a a trippy very well, trippy is not the right word. If you want a like a unusual um, and surprising take on like a video game, uh, you should download Capsule Silence uh, twenty four and play it. And try as hard as you can not to read any articles about it before you do. Yeah, and we'll make sure to uh, like on Twitter link this one because this one especially like yeah, yeah. if you Google it to find it, then sort of the 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 big you thing will be spoiled. Almost definitely will have yeah something yeah, spoiled but, too. But the thing to know about this game before you go in is that it was sort of released quote unquote uh, under sort of dubious means. Basically, this game was supposed to be the partnership between. Uh, the, a band called Onomanaguchi, uh, who makes kind of like colorful synthy pop music. They're they're more known for sort of in the in the earlier you know five or ten years ago making like chip tune, so music that specifically used mm. like old school video game hardware to make music. So they're like using the sound chip on a Super Nintendo or like a Game Boy to uh, to like power their sounds. Um, so that's sort of what they're known for, and they basically had mentioned that they were working on some game uh, with like this company called NHX, and it, then they, they didn't talk about it much. And then basically, after some sort of strange like coded tweets about how uh, the game wasn't going very well, they just like tweeted out a Meteor Fire link, being like. Uh, fuck it the game this game's never going to come out but here's a pre-release build it's the only thing we have we're at our mm-hmm. wits end nhx is horrible and they were making a terrible game but here's what there is <laughs> and that's what we played uh and if you don't know anything more about it you should absolutely stop right now and and go play and go it. do it go if play that, it if that sounds like interesting to you yes this is your this is your final warning pause this because 30 seconds from now we're going to spoil everything not even 30 seconds right 15 Right, right now. now we're doing it right now. now the the it was an elaborate ruse it was an ARG <laughs> so so basically Base, yeah I guess it was an ARG yeah it well it's a, it's an ARG of sorts so basically this game like it's total bullshit all the stuff they were saying about like oh we well, yeah, about NHS NHS being shitty yeah they that. were basically making up this whole story about how like some big uh like game company it was like kind of 
in a, a new triple a studio and it was like all this weird investor money was going into like some huge triple a style game with Anamataguchi around it which if you're like a true Anamataguchi fan you probably never really bought that but just yeah, the idea yeah. of them working on a game like since they worked on chip chiptune music for a long time and yeah, like, it's very even, fitting yeah even though they're not like they're they don't use a ton of chip sounds in their music anymore their their music is still fits into this sort of subgenre of internet music you see where it's like definitely very inspired by video game soundtracks and sounds um yeah and so so them working on a game was like a really exciting and and fitting thing um but what actually is the case is that they uh worked with a single independent developer by the name of uh, Ben Esposito mm-hmm. and uh crafted this like kind of small exploration game where basically you're in this space and there are all these tapes and on the tapes are like unreleased well 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 you well, you get there I, yeah eventually. we're gonna get we're gonna get back we're, I'm, we're gonna get back to that jordan i just so like right, what the right, game right. what the game actually is is yes. you like walking around this colorful environment that's like supposed to have all these rooms of each of the band members and yeah. each of the band members room is like littered with these little tapes of mm-hmm. like songs that each band member wrote and you uh kind of collect the tapes and so basically it was their way of like releasing releasing you know, yeah yeah 40 songs just like a bunch of tracks which are kind of uh they're actually like if you read more into the creation of this game they're like b-sides it's not really like an album it's like sort of uh, songs that they all wrote independently and that they didn't feel like oh, fit on fit on any of their albums. They uh, felt they're sort of more like the scatterbrained individual songs. So that's what uh, the songs are in this game. But Jordan, uh-huh. I'm going to let you sort of tell people how the game presents itself at the at the start. Okay. Um, so you you when you start up the game, uh, it seems like it's going to be some sort of like sci-fi exploration type, first person exploration type game. You're on like the top of this hill or something, and um, uh, you there's like a crashed escape pod or something like that, and you can go investigate it. And then you there's also this like weird colorful cube um, that you can uh, you can pick up, and it like then there's this cutscene where this thi- this like being tells you you're going into an endless fantasy. And then it looks like the being's going to attack you, and you can go pick up this gun. But when you try to shoot it, you get an error message that says uh, uh, it's like something like the file bullets not found or something like that. You know, some uh, error va- type not fa- vaguely, found. Yeah, vaguely uh, like computery sounding error. And then um, uh, the error message like pulls up the like console commands and there's some like console commands that you can play around with you can change the gravity you can uh see a list of levels and then on the list of levels uh there's one that's like called developer playground or developer i think developer playground mm-hmm. um and then if you go and then there's like a command that lets you travel to different levels that's the only one you can travel to you travel to the developer playground uh and you show up in the the space that Blake described the like where most of the game takes place, um, and a little floating computer bot guy who introduces himself as Frug, which is Frug. an ac- which is an acronym F R U G, 
set like follows you around and uh, tells you about the place, um, and then you can. Uh, so uh, the the sort of like frame story for the world you're exploring is that you you're like exploring the half finished remnants of this game that NHX Media never finished, and that this was like just a developer only space that they that they had created in the game to basically fuck around in and you've stumbled in on it and you're looking at the stuff they left behind. Yeah. So, uh, something I like kind of want to make sure to point out is that like the, the game plays it very straight faced. Like the main menu yeah. has like this dramatic, uh, mm-hmm. music and like the top corner says like, pre-release e3 2015 investor build yes uh, investor build yeah (laughs) and then there's like dramatic music and then when you click play you load into like it's like a weird it seems like it'd be like one of those like future sci-fi worlds because there's like uh you're in like a master chief looking suit of armor but then there's like a lady with a sword that talks to you about an endless fantasy and you mentioned endless fantasy and like the rainbow cube those are both references to onomatoguchi's uh, album before this game came out which is oh, called okay. endless fantasy and all right the, that's not something the, I got, the cover has a woman holding like mm-hmm. this rainbow cube anyway yeah um, you mentioned the uh the that it says investor demo and when i first read that i was like oh. so like i went into this game like truly blind like yeah like blake told because me i told you don't to. yeah you told me don't don't read anything about it and you sent me a direct link to Mediafire to download the game, and that is how I accessed the game. And mm-hmm. I, it was like it was like I opened a zip file and then installed the game, and that was how I played it. And it really like um, like when I read the investor demo, my very first thought was, okay, really, yeah. that doesn't seem real. And then sure. I like thought about it for a second, and I was like. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I just like got sent a fucking zip file. What do I know? Maybe this is like, maybe this is just like a, a leaked investor demo uh-huh. for some weird game. And there's, uh, and there's some like dubious copyright going into me playing this right now. And you know, it wasn't like I, I truly believed it, but there was enough shadow of a doubt that I was like, huh. Yeah. And then once I had actually like, um, fucked around in the command console for like half a second, I was like, okay, okay. So this is part of the fun. But yeah, there, there was a moment when I was like, hmm. Yeah, see, it's interesting because you are a person that's like coming from out outside of it. Whereas like when this happened, I so I was a, a really big fan of the band in uh, in high school. They were putting out uh, a little bit more music than like I think their last album, their last like true album, Endless Fantasy came out when I was like 17 or 18. And so. I was I had been following them very closely and they hadn't put out anything for a couple of years. This this game sort of hit the scene in uh March of 2016, so it'd been like almost 3 years since they had put out an album. Uh but I still followed them on Twitter and mm, this yeah, thing yeah. happened and I remember being in class and just being like, "Huh?" and I like saved the link. And I'm glad I did because they took down the tweet sort of in keeping with it being like with the sort of quote-unquote kayfabe of the situation. Huh. They like uh, took down the tweet later and said like um we had to take it down because nhx is breathing down our neck and they have a lot more money than we do uh, oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty fun uh, yeah they, as someone like, who has helped design an arg i appreciate that that's great <laughs> yeah um but anyway so as as like a, a fan of the band who's just like oh we've been working on a game they're like oh we put this out i'm like oh okay this seems interesting and then i got home 
and I like downloaded it and then I started playing it. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a bummer. This is like just a really shitty, it just seems like sad. And then you get into that little like sandbox area. And I feel like pretty immediately once you get there, uh, there's like the little frog computer frog. So, so frog. Yeah. He's like a little <laughs> flying robot with that's like in the shape of a frog and he just like talks to you and he's kind of like he's kind of silly and he's a little bit like internet meme humory he says lol a lot after everything yeah he's he's kind of annoying but in like a really charming way i think he's just all like yeah he's like hey man what are you doing here you're not supposed to be here lol uh (laughs) and then he's like this place is pretty janky it's what the band was working on before they gave up lol and you're just like oh little guy he's like your little r2d2 he follows you around and we failed to mention one of my favorite details which is that uh so you're picking up like literal cassette tapes uh like hidden around the environment and Mm. frog has a cassette player on his belly and so you're like plugging the cassettes into him and that's how you're hearing the songs is that you're like yeah so that's like the core mechanic of the game is finding the music scattered around this developer playground and putting it in frog's belly to listen to (laughs) which like when i realized that that's what was going on because again like playing this like as it was happening and just coming at it as a fan of music it was like oh shit this is just like a bunch of music from the band and also uh the other thing is that the environment is like filled to the brim with like i guess they're easter eggs technically but just like little in jokes about like the band and their music. It's kind of like, I feel like this game is sort of made for like obsessive fans of this band. So I'm, I'm kind of interested like how, how it played for you because like as a person who at one time was like really like feverishly following on Monoguchi and like waiting mm-hmm. for, I don't know, just in a way that like when you're in high school and you love a band, you just like follow everything they do and you want to know every single thing that happens yeah this like like, speaks to that desire exactly and like yeah this it sort of hit me like i was kind of past that stage because i was already in college by the time this game came out but like i was still being like oh yeah like all this stuff and there's so many like little easter eggs all throughout the environment it is just like littered with um Uh. like little little chintzy nods to stuff they've worked on in the past or stuff they've hinted at and that's coming in the future and also lots of like weird world building about like the alleged like actual game that's supposed to be happening because mm-hmm. because kind of the space you're in seems like oh well the real developers are working on making this weird like fucked up fantasy game that isn't actually what we want so we hang out in this like little space and like uh-huh. make our own version of our bedroom and hide all these little songs in it yeah that see it it's interesting that you ask like what it was like to play as someone who doesn't follow the band at all. Because I like got through a large percentage of this game not realizing that these were real people that the like game was about, uh-huh. um, and you you probably did tell me I don't remember you might have actually told me that this I'm was pretty about sure I did a real band but that information was perched from my brain at some point and I <laughs> play <laughs> I played this game uh, like just assuming it was all fictional mm-hmm. um, and it. it uh, which was which was kind of fun. I don't know. Just like, I mean, it, it sort of sh- sort of shows that like, in terms of experience, you know, fiction and fact are the same. Like it. Sure. Yeah. The only way to know that it's not fictional is someone telling you. W- you tell me afterwards. Yeah. So um, so that was that was interesting, and I mean, um, 
I, I did feel like they were very like plausibly rendered fictional characters though. But I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cause they are actual real life people. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I guess, um, I'm kind of curious where you want to sort of take the conversation from here. Cause largely, I mean, mechanically this game isn't super dense. You're literally just like exploring a vir- an environment. It's almost like, uh, gone home with no narrative direction. It, you're just kind of like wandering around this environment, picking well, up these. I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say no narrative direction. Sure. Because I mean, there's, you know, so any constructed space has a little bit of narrative direction in mm-hmm. the simple order that it's like, laid out right so the yes. first thing you encounter is the fence uh and you have to figure out how to get into the main area mm-hmm. and then you encounter all the stuff on the ground floor so you see the like tape rack you see the weird rainbow fountain mm-hmm. uh, you see the first bedroom and then most le- most players probably like encounter the rest of it by following the natural path made by the stairs and the mm-hmm. like pathway and all that sure um, and so it does it i feel like it kind of interestingly like does the gone home thing of like directing you without directing you mm-hmm. where um uh the the sort of i don't know conclusion to the quote-unquote narrative of the game is you you eventually discover that there's a secret room um it's frog's secret room where i guess he lives and uh <laughs> by accessing it you can um uh override the lock that is on the exporter mp3 exporter mp3 yes. exporter uh, which lets you export um, uh, the cassette of your choice, so one of the cassettes that you find around here, uh, and download it as an MP3. Um, and then when you do that, the game ends and resets, and it uh, apparently also erases Frog's memory, uh, mm-hmm. which is sort of a bittersweet narrative ending. Um, yeah. So so basically, the the kind of idea is that you like spend however long like traversing this whole area and like mm-hmm. a lot of these cassettes are like pretty well hidden i think uh there end up being like 40 something i forget exactly at one point uh, I knew, it's 30 no no I, there's there's more there's more than you think uh because wait, re- well i'm yeah. looking at hmm, well then you should tell the uh editors at nest hq that they're wrong yeah so there's sense. well they might not be wrong but um like the the rack only has space for thirty cassettes, but there are more. Oh, because gotcha. When I when I played it uh, the first time, I was like all excited because I thought I had found all of them, and then I posted on the band subreddit, and everyone there was like, "You idiot!" No. <laughs> uh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, there were like five that I was missing or something. Uh, oh, so there really? might actually huh. be fewer than forty, but there's definitely like close to forty. More than can fit on the rack. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I I did not find near all of them then i think i probably got like half yeah of some the of them you have to use like the developer console to change the gravity setting oh i did that to, like, i did around. do that um, i did do that but but basically but i didn't realize actually that there was any reason to put them on the rack until like i had already been through all the bedrooms once and mm-hmm. so as i was finding the new cassettes i was just listening to the ones that sound interesting mm-hmm. um and then just dropping the other ones behind and mm-hmm. I kind of like would kick them by accident sure. and stuff. And so I lost track of where some of them were. Yeah. And the game definitely has like a level of kind of like pre release jankiness to where like yeah. sometimes the, the cassettes just clip through the ground and they're gone forever or they get launched <laughs> off into space and you're just like, well, goodbye. Hopefully that wasn't anything yeah. interesting. Um, or like I, I tried picking up the 
uh, keyboard in one of the rooms and it like flew out of my hands and got lodged in the wall. So. <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the sort of like arc of the game is that you're like going around collecting these things, like hearing a little song, sort of like learning about the band members and then like frog mm-hmm. as you pick up different things, he'll like interject and sort of tell you little things and talk to you. And then the sort of climax of the game is you unlock the converter. You pick whichever song is your favorite and then you put it in the converter, but it, the game specifically warns you like, Hey, when you do this, it'll crash. And we never implemented saving for frogs memory or something. So yeah. if you, if you do the MP, MP3 exporter, you'll get an MP3 out, but you will, uh, that's like, we'll delete your save and you won't have any of your progress anymore. Uh, and so it's kind of like, I remember the first time I played it being like, well, I guess I better, you know, pick my favorite song and export it as an MP3. Um, but then immediately after I did that, I <coughs> went onto the subreddit and found out subreddit and found out that they had discovered the online repository where the MP3 files were stored. And yeah, actually, because actually, when you export it, doesn't it just literally open up a like a download link in your browser? Like, yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like hidden behind any like security or anything. It's just kind of there, so you can just yeah uh, hit the server and grab all the files, which is I think how the subreddit found out how many songs there truly were, so they knew kind of like when to stop mm. because uh, you know there are only as many as it's willing to serve up to you. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But anyway, it was definitely like kind of a cool thing of like, well, pick the song you're most attached to because that's the only one you're getting out of it. Um, which I don't know. <laughs> so which might not have worked as well if you're not a person who like enjoyed the music, but what did you actually feel about the, the music in the game? I liked it. I liked the, the, I don't know, frog theme. The song was just called Fro- yes, frog. Yes. That is great. That, the stupid, that was the like, one I frog sound. Up, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the one I ended up picking. Um, uh, and I mean, some of the music I liked more than others. I mean, it none of it had like a particularly personal uh, appeal for me, but mm. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, it's it's I kind mean, of. It, it was some of it. This is not like a truly correct description, but it's just on my mind because we've done like multiple vapor wavy things before. Mm. But it, there is a like. Um, Maybe the way to put it is like this this game seems to uh come from the same like lineage that Vaporwave does or something like that. Um mm. and part of the reason I, I think that is not just like the, the sound of the music, but also uh did you notice that the like coffee maker had the like uh nineties yes, cup? The nineties like not Dixie cup, but whatever that cup is yeah. that is like <laughs> one of the many symbols that they always use in vaporwave. So that yeah, I mean I that forget. did feel like a little bit of a self-consciously vaporwavy moment in Yeah, the game. I forget what that that <clears throat> like specific design that's on the cup if you if you were alive during the 1990s and probably like the really early 2000s you know what we're talking about where it's got like this sort of yeah. teal paint. It looks like someone made it in MS paint with like the brushes it's like teal and purple. Um yeah. there's I just like looked a, it up. it's called Solo Jazz Pattern. Yes, and that is like, have you ever uh, watched like that short documentary about it? Oh no, there's a short documentary. Yeah, I remember at some point like watching a documentary that's like about the lady who designed it. And oh yeah, I think this is the documentary right here. Her name is Gina. Yeah, it's like it's huh. not super long if I remember correctly. It's been a long time, but yeah, and it's like become a famous symbol of the night. It's like 
uh, on Google, there's this a picture of a car. I saw a guy once with a, a sweatshirt that was white with the pattern like yeah. going all around it. Yeah. Uh, after we spent all the, I spent a lot of time Googling vaporwave stuff, and then uh, I noticed my Amazon recommended uh, products. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was a vaporwave sweater with, with the with the solo jazz pattern on it. Oh, this is amazing! Like, oh my god! Here's the the cover to. Um, the oh, for, the Pink Floyd album with the light shooting into the prism, but instead of the rainbow coming out the other side, it's the solo jazz. <laughs> <pattern>. <laughs> um, uh, beautiful. But anyway, yes, the solo jazz cup. But uh, you you're sort of talking about how uh, this game feels sort of vaporwave adjacent. I feel like this kind of music, while not explicitly vaporwave, like a lot of the music that Anamanaguchi has made in the more recent years is kind of fits within it's what people some people call it like sort of future base but it's it's sort of their their mm. genres born specifically of the internet uh in the yeah, same yeah. way the vaporwave is and like mm-hmm. i think you could in some of onomatoguchi's songs you could draw a lot of similarities to like future funk which was one of the sort of main subgenres of of vaporwave that we talked about uh in our episode about waves of vapor so i definitely like see what you're saying and I think that's one of the reasons why I've liked Anamanaguchi so much over the years is like, I don't know, that the kind of music they me- make is just like incredibly like joyous and like just glittery yeah, and like effervescent. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just like music to, <laughs> it just makes you feel kind of excited and happy even even when they have like sadder songs they still uh-huh. you know they're mellow but they never feel like truly sad they feel a little bit more like oh well sometimes you have those down moments but it's life is still great or you like know, bob ross uh what is his famous quote happy little like, accidents yeah you got it oh no not that one the one where he's like he's like you gotta have the dark times so you can see the light ones oh it's just sure. like in painting <laughs> <laughs> very uh, wholesome bob ross, wise words um, <laughs> so wise. <laughs> hey, Bob Ross is all right. I'll have. I'll have I like no, Bob. No, no, that was it. Was that was playful? I would. I will defend Bob Ross. I'll have no shit talking to Bob Ross on my <laughs> podcast. God damn it! <laughs> I would never. I would never. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so uh, what else did I want to cover? Oh, I, I guess we should probably mention the sort of other things you can do because there are like some sort of mini, I guess they're not really mini games. There's sort of like other things you can do in the world other than like walk around yeah. and pick shit up, uh, which uh, is uh, the jacuzzi, uh, the the DDR pad. Yes, uh, the driving, DDR pad. Driving well, the wait, car. The, and you can also play the drums, yes. which you have to do in order to, well, I guess you don't have to do yeah, it, but just, in order to get, to get the information. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to get the slug. Yes, to get Tulip no, the slug. Tulip the slug. Did um, you did you let the whole uh, side plot between Tulip and Frog play out? I, I'm not sure. I think so. It wasn't that long, though. Did I miss something? No, no, but it's just like when you They go, argue with each other slightly, right? Like Tulip's yeah. like... You betrayed like mad me. at Frog or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of a fun little like bit of flavor uh, that's yeah. added to the game where you like yeah. you, so you basically have to use a puzzle with the drum set uh to like find one of the tapes and then you go get it and there's like a little sticky note on the wall that's like 
don't let the frog load don't let the slug get close to frog and so you bring the slug <laughs> over to frog and then suddenly the the slug is like talking and i guess we should mention that there's no like voice acting in this game it's just like text yeah popping subtitles up. but the, yeah. the the slug just pops up as tulip and uh frog and tulip have a past and they kind of uh talk about how uh, <laughs> like frog sold tulip out or something it's like i lost my job because of you or something it's it's kind of fun. And it's like a, a it's like a it's sort of fleshing out the story that this is an incomplete video game too because I think it's uh, the the job that Tulip lost was as an NPC like enemy oh. s- standing out in the game somewhere. Sure. <laughs> Tulip, like I guess that's how Frog and Tulip know each other. Is Frog also was supposed to be an NPC out in the game? And then, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea that in like this like <laughs> kind of uh, self serious sci-fi fantasy world that there is need for like a little flying frog computer named frog <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude how but, else will you know details about the world yeah is you your exposition like machine the, oh shit what's the name of the fairy from navi. zelda navi yes yeah. he's your navi he's your navi your midna your cortana you know your yeah your classic what else is there? video game explain why you're tell the player why you have to do things but in character yeah in world uh some of the other things so um just to go back to just sort of listing off the other uh things you can do in the game mm-hmm. uh what one i just remembered is there's like in one of the band members rooms i don't remember who there's a lizard and it's uh there's a little post-it note that says don't t- uh don't touch the lizard the its damage has been set up to like one million or whatever a thousand or something some huge number and so naturally like well i better touch him and Mm. if you examine the lizard then your character dies and you respawn at the beginning of the level oh oh, that's (laughs) funny i didn't even know that oh you didn't you didn't touch him i might i might have done it uh when i played it the first time but that was almost two years ago at this point so i don't remember but it kills you dude i forgot that you could uh like left click to read the the post-it notes and that lizard is in like sort of the very first room on the first floor yeah so i didn't i didn't even think to do that until i like realized that you could read the text the post-it notes again um but i wanted to talk to you about um the sort of reception to this game because when I played it at first, I remember just thinking it was cool as hell. Just be like, I sort of interpreted it as, uh, I think in like 2015, Anamanaguchi had been like, hey, we're working on a new album. It's called USA and it's coming out this year. And then end of 2015 came and it didn't come out. And then, you know, three months later in March of 2016, this game came out. So uh, a lot of Mm. fans interpreted it as being like, okay, this is how they're releasing USA is it's this, this is the game. And they've since come out and said like, no, this is all B sides. USA is still like work in progress. It's still coming. Um, Huh. But at the time, wait, I remember. Wait, like, as of today, USA is still yeah, it's still not out. Oh wow, yeah, damn, yeah. And the the most recent thing I've uh, heard is that uh, Billboard article that I sent to you. Which, uh, if you're interested in this game and you've played it now, you should absolutely go read. It's by I think it's like Billboard Dance, and it's called Revisiting Anamanaguchi's Capsule Silence 24: Music Gaming's Most Revolutionary Misadventure, which <laughs> came out at the end of last year on December 18th, um, and it's sort of the first time that Anamanaguchi has come out and said like, yeah, no, this was not real up until this point for almost two years. They've either not said anything about it or 
just maintained kayfabe and just bit like said like no this is mm-hmm. what happened like we had a relationship that went sour with a serious developer even though after like a day people had already figured out that the domain for nhx was uh held by the band's front man <laughs> it was like registered oh, yeah. to peter berkman yeah. it's not i mean it's not even up anymore i tried going to it and it's yeah just, yeah yeah defunct domain now yeah but um but anyway, so the thing that I didn't realize is like when I when I first played it, uh, when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's just like what a unique way to like put out new music and like put out your album. Uh, but apparently, according to this Billboard ar- article, uh, the actual response sort of broader was a lot more tepid. There are a lot of people that uh, thought it was like a, a shitty. They're like, oh, what a like bullshit PR move. Like they're trying to like get attention like this sucks or they're like yeah. oh why can't they just like release the music normally and i was like oh i don't know i think this is like way cooler and more interesting yeah i that is very yeah i mean it's interesting the reception of args is kind of always that way mm-hmm. where like even the most like popular and like reshared ARGs will always have people who are just like mad that the thing that the ARG gives you was not just given to you without like mm-hmm. all the trappings of the fiction. Sure. And I, I think there's some really famous ones like the Sombra ARG for Overwatch is a really famous sure. one. I think part of the reason people were mad about that one is it was, I mean, it wasn't a great ARG and mm-hmm. it was a lot of the puzzles were like fairly generic. Yeah. Um, I- but I mean, I think, I don't know. There's just something about like, it seems like a lot of people just don't have like, I don't know how to describe this other than like, they they don't have the bone that is like, they enjoy being tricked yeah. or something like that. That's, like, that's, that's like, what I think it is. I think it's like, uh, yeah. Like some people just like, even if they're being tricked in the most like good faith, uh, all in fun, nobody's hurt way. They just like something rubs them the wrong way mm-hmm. about the fact that you told me something with the intent to deceive me. They just like automatically are like, yeah, they just hate it. And I think that's really interesting. I am not one of those people. Uh-uh. I, if you can like successfully trick me into something that's like, like fun and interesting and, and like no lasting damage, mm. I'm totally on board with it. But some people are not that way. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people they feel like because you were lied to that it's like disingenuous or that it has to be some sort of yeah. like shady move to like get more attention at the thing. But I don't think that was it at all. I think it was like literally they just like, I don't know. I'm a person who enjoys this sort of thing deeply as Jordan, as you well know, my, uh, <laughs> I, I like <laughs> sort of uh, building a fiction and seeing how well I can sell it. There's just something really fun about like, selling a lie that isn't going to hurt anyone that is just kind of like funny and ridiculous. Uh, and yeah, totally. Like I, I feel like like the ho- a hoax, uh, is it's an art form. There's yeah. like, you know, there's a way to do a really like just good hoax. Um, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm totally on board with it, but some people are not. So yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny because, uh, like even the the guy who ended up doing you know most of the development work he did a lot of con- consultation i mentioned earlier his name is ben esposito but he uh on his personal website he now has like a page up there uh since once it kind of like got out that this game was like not what it was purporting to be 
Uh, I know Polygon has like a pretty famous video of uh, two of their video editors who are like big fans of the game or of the band going in blind and playing it. Uh, and oh, that's a nice. Pretty entertaining video. I remember watching that after I played huh. it. Um, how, did, how did they react? Uh, they're at first they were like, what, what the fuck is this? And then they get to the main area and they're like, oh, wait, is this what is happening? And they're like all excited and think it's cool. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Ben says he, I designed the game with Automanaguchi. I did the programming, art, level design, sound effects, and designed the frog robot. So he really <laughs> did most of uh, most of the stuff other than Automanaguchi created all the music as well as contributing 2D art and additional writing for frog and the text notes. Uh, and then Jordan hmm. Spear contributed additional 3D props. Uh, but anyway, so he did like the bulk of the the development on this game. And, and in this Billboard article, there's a part where he's like, yeah, so the band is like telling me how they're going to release it. And I'm like, hey, you guys are going pretty hard on this. You might want to like walk it back and like still kind of like wink <laughs> at your fans to be like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, guys. It's all for fun. But they didn't do that at all. Yeah. And I think... Honestly, I think it's better for it because I think it's like such a weirder, like surreal experience. Like if if they would have been like, wink, wink, uh, the game we've been working on is leaking out, but it's not done. Wink, wink. Then it would have been like, oh, whereas I was like, oh, that's a shame, but I'm still curious. So I'm going to check it out. And then having this like, oh, shit, it's just like a bunch of new music and like this weird little robot and like a quirky little world to hang out. And uh, I don't know. It's just there's something. I find more satisfying about the wholehearted, like just putting all your chips in, just being like, no, we're going all the way in on this weird Mm -hmm. hoax video game. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think Esposito definitely had the right sense of what would happen, Mm. but it like, he seemed to totally anticipate that people would be like, Oh, why'd you, why'd you have to go and trick me, man? Uh, but no, it's better that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would agree. So maybe maybe the 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 trade off you get is that the game hits for less people, but it hits harder for the people that it that it does hit yeah. for. Like it works for a smaller portion of fans, but the fans who it does work for, it works incredibly well. Maybe. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I guess one thing to say about uh, about like um. So I've actually I've actually like thought a lot about hoaxes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, that there is to say about like hoaxes and maybe why why some people it rubs them the wrong way is because like as a as a form it it like necessarily like requires there being someone who it, it requires like excluding people from information mm-hmm. in a way and there's something about just like the feeling that you are being excluded from an in-joke, which like mm. most hoaxes, it's like you're excluded and then at the end you're included. Then which everybody's is like, in. Everyone's in and then you'll go do it to your friends and then they'll be not in on the joke and then after the joke's over, they'll be in on it too. But some people just like the fact of being like intentionally kind of like roped out of something in that way, mm. I think is part of what they don't like. Like, mm. like the, the feigned exclusivity or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I, I definitely, I feel that. And I guess, yeah. and I mean, it, there are some hoaxes that are like very mean spirited and like are only designed to like embarrass and, and, uh, I don't know, like even hurt. And I think that's probably 
maybe some people just associate it too much with that. Maybe too many people were pranked by their older brothers, like as a kid or something. (laughs) (laughs) So they've got some like some bad feelings there or something. Yeah. They just had, uh, I I guess this probably isn't a universal experience, but I had an older cousin who would always be like, Oh, did you hear about the new Pokemon they're putting out? It's like, oh, uh, what is it? yeah, dude, there's a new Pokemon in this new one. His, it's, it's called Ketchup, dude. I'm like, no way. There's no, I'm like five years old and he was like 12. He's like, yeah, there's a new one called like Ketchup. I'm like, no, there isn't. He's like, he's like, yeah, dude, my, one of my friends has it. His uncle works at Nintendo. I'm like, no, and he's like, yeah, there's a mustard one too and relish. And I'm like, no, and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, there is, dude. It's awesome. I would show you, but I can't because uh, I'd get in trouble. And I was like, you're stupid. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very, that seems, <laughs> I bet there are a lot of people who have had similar experiences yeah. like that. And I understand being upset about that. Older cousins, you know, fuck them. But yeah, they're being, they're being, they're being shits. You know, what are they doing? But, uh, I mean, something like this where like the end is like, you get a fun game with new music in it. It's like, wh- why are you mad? Like, and maybe, <laughs> maybe I even like understand why people are mad. I just, it's like, it, it would be a lot better if you weren't mad. Cause if you weren't mad, you'd have like this awesome experience to, uh, enjoy instead of just being salty <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know what it is maybe you you know we should have a well not now i'm saying this maybe it'll ruin it but you know maybe someday down the road we should have a the edge guard arg it's gonna have it'll to be, be very deep in it. the future so that this is like forgotten and lost to time exactly exactly that point or we just unlist this episode <laughs> and then people will yeah, be like dude. didn't they talk about that once and then and then like, they have to find mm. this episode we'll we'll like put it like deep hidden on our podbean page and then we'll hide the code in the mm. sound file for this episode mm, okay then- i'm i'm sending my i'm sending a, a calendar alert on my phone for six years in the future <laughs> six years yeah say so, hey you gotta give time people time to forget man Dude, it takes six years to forget to give it like six days and I will have forgotten about this idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never forget Jordan. <laughs> um, dude, ARGs, it's how you, it's how you get famous. It's how you go viral. Well, I, I think it was more effective maybe like 10 years ago, but yeah, Net- there less, have been ARGs before people that have gone super like, viral. Knew what they were called when it was just like, yeah. oh, this crazy thing that happened. They yeah. were lying to everybody. What's, what what is this cool on? thing? frog fractions go play it (laughs) but now that it's like now that they have a name and anytime the next arg is unveiled then like polygon's gonna have a a story about it Um, yeah (laughs) but but anyway um i really quickly wanted to mention that uh not all of the songs from the game but uh the majority of the songs from the game have uh now been released on spotify i think they put out the first volume about like nine months after the game came out. It was still in 2016 at some point. So it was, you know, six or nine months after the game came out. And then uh, they put out the second volume last year of songs from Cat- Capsule Silence. So they exist elsewhere. But for a long mm-hmm. time, yeah. uh, these songs, like the only way to get them would be either to use the MP3 exporter or to um, sort of go dig through the internet or the subreddit and find. Um, the the you know the web server that you can go hit to download all the hmm. all the files um but uh oh and also there's one other i wanted to uh shout out um what probably my favorite song you mentioned the the frog song which is great yeah. and a good time but there's also a song called uh, poisonous gas which uh i'm not sure oh, if I you're don't, i don't know if i listened to that one actually. uh well it's not that funny 
or it's or it is i like i like it like the reason i liked it at first was because it sounds really cool but if you listen to the lyrics it's actually just a song about the pokemon uh ghastly because <laughs> it says uh my body is made up of a poisonous gas um i'm a circle in the purple haze uh two fangs oh i forget exactly what the lyrics are but literally it's like the um the the song is just like describing the pokemon ghastly it's amazing (laughs) here let me see if i can find the the lyrics poisonous gas lyrics um maybe they don't exist Anyway, uh, listen to the song "Poisonous Gas" and you will uh, you'll pretty quickly I'll, I'll get a good chuckle. Yeah, you'll it's it's literally just describing ga- Ghastly the Pokemon. It's 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 a good time. <laughs> that that I don't know. That just somehow feels like right. Like after playing this game, it's like yeah, yeah right, totally. That's yeah, you're that's like a yes. thing that there would be yeah, especially because it's like one of the more like moody songs it doesn't have like a super happy vibe it's kind of like oh yeah sad sounding it's like this like lady robot voice being like my body is made up of a poisonous gas and you like <laughs> kind of are listening to it and you're like oh man this is kind of like a sad metaphor and you're like wait a second they're just describing no, just a pokemon <laughs> <laughs> yeah not a mono gucci what good fun uh but anyway with that i think we've uh we've covered everything i wanted to say about the game yeah. anything else you wanted to get in i uh, know that's about it i'd say that's exhausted it um the, the only other thing i would say as like an afterthought is man it would be great if we could play I and mean, there's a logistical reasons why we couldn't but it would be cool if we could play like a new arg for the podcast like mm-hmm. if an ARG was released and that was our thing. That was what I was thinking when I was playing this, but Hey, listen, man, I don't, uh, I don't know that it can happen. They're very, they're very like time bound. They kind of just happen. We couldn't plan it, but someday that's true. It, it might it'll... happen. Maybe we'll get lucky. Yeah. You never know. Uh, never but know. until then, uh, do you remember what game we're going to play for next week, Jordan? Yes. We're going to play a game called story seeker, um, which you can find at storyseeker.com milesemail.com um it's a it's built as a minimalist narrative experiment driven by your curiosity so it's like a pure um exploration game uh so check it out uh next week we'll be talking about that yeah and uh make sure as always to uh follow us follow us on twitter at edgeguardcast uh where we uh tweet out links to the games that we play and uh tweet at uh, the creators that made them and uh, t- creators will sometimes, you know, chime in and say a thing or two about the game or listen to the episode. So yeah. if you want to get in touch with the creators, got to be following us on Twitter, man. Yeah, Can't, it's a good follow. It's a great follow. I best, think. Best follow of your life, maybe. Uh, to someone. Top 50. Top 50. Okay. <laughs> I'll take top 50. Uh, but in, until. Some people follow a lot of people. That's true. Until next week. Uh, we bid you adieu.